0: You're listening to the 16th edition of the Mashiach podcast. And this podcast is about Tishabav, and it's about Mashiach, of course, as our Chazal tell us, as the sages say. Tishabav is the day that Mashiach is born. Tishabav is the day the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the destruction of the temple, the exile of the Jewish people, sows the seeds for the redemption of the Jewish people, sows the seeds for Mashiach. Tishabav. It's been a day for so many years, for thousands of years, as day of sadness. First and second base of English were destroyed on Tishabav. The Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition, began on Tishabav. So many tragedies in Kla Israel are connected to Tishabav. And I want to share with you, it's a bit of a continuation. In the last podcast, in the last Mashiach podcast, I spoke about the idea of the war between Edom and Paras, between Persia, Iran. ...and the West. It's a Gemara in uh, Yuma, in Dafyud. I'd like to share with you another piece, another idea from that Gemara in Yuma. And I want to understand, really, what is the idea behind it? What is the idea behind the destruction of the Temple, the destruction of the base Hamikdash? The, bu- the Bes Hamikdash being built, the second Temple was built, as we mentioned last time, by the Persians. The Persians helped. It was under their ages... That it was, the permission was given to build the second base Hamigdash. And so the question is, as the Gemara poses, why is it that the Persians, why is it that they will be destroyed according to the opinion that they will be destroyed by the West, destroyed by Edom? Why is that the case if they were the ones who built the base Hamigdash? If they were the ones who built it, why are they destroyed by those who tore down the, the second base Hamigdash? The Romans, the West, those who caused massive destruction to the Jewish people, the Christians, etc. Why would they have the ability to cause destruction in the Arab world? Why should they be the winner, so to speak, of that war? So I'd like to share with you another piece in the Gemara, and this piece is really important to understand because here we are, in in my understanding of reality, you know, we're in a special time. We've been. The Jewish people, V'shavta, the Torah says, You shall return. V'shavta Ha'ad You shall return to Hashem your God. There are so many hints. The word V'shavta, the gematria, is Tav Ches, which is the year 1948. And there are so many times that the Torah hints that 1948 would be a pivotal year in Jewish history. V'shavta, over and over again, the Torah says, You shall return, 1948. So I truly believe that 1948... The, the return of Kalal Israel which began with the students of the Gura in 1808 and and continued throughout the Aliyah the Jewish people through the 1800s, the 1900s and until today where 100 years ago we had maybe 30,000 Jews in Israel today we have over 7 million Jews in Israel it's unprecedented Kibbutz Goliath one of the jobs of Mashiach Ben Yosef which clearly has been happening over the last 70 years 72 years and further. Kibbutz Goliath, the ingathering of the exiles. That's the first stage. Sheikh bin Yosef is meant to, to perform that first stage. Sheikh bin David will complete it. But there's an important question. It's important to understand. Why is it necessary that it be done in two stages? We find that there's an idea that that it will be done, the first stage will be done with the permission of the Ummah Sa'aylam. With the permission, just like it was in the times of of uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, in the times of the second base Hamikdash it was rebuilt with the permission of the Persian government who was the the world power at that time so there is a certain level of permission that we got and yet we see that there is a second level a second wave a second ingathering of the exiles that's meant to happen with Moshiach ben David the temple is not yet built we've been here for, for so long for 72 years Baruch Hashem God returned us here but we have, we don't have our holy temple we don't have the third base Hamikdash why is it that there's a second stage? Moshiach Ben is going to come and he's going to to build the, the third base Hamikdash, or he's going to be part of bringing it down in a miraculous way. However it will happen, we'll find out. Bezrat Hashem soon. But why is it that the first stage seems to be with the permission of the Umas Ha'alim? And the second stage seems to be without the permission of the Umas Ha'alim. It's on a deeper level. What is the idea behind that? What is the understanding of it? And it's important to understand this it's important to understand what is the idea and how it's connected to Tisha, but we'll see. I'd like to read to you a Gemara, an amazing Gemara. Very important for us to understand what is our place, where are we up to, what is our obligation. We see Mashiach unfolding before our eyes. We see the return of the Jewish people to Eretz Yisrael, seven million strong. Is that Machai of us? Does that require every single Jew, wherever they are, to return to the land of Israel? No matter where we are, we f- we should feel connected. And we should feel an obligation to come back. So now, an amazing thing I want to read to you. It's a Gemara in Yuma, not long before the Gemara in Paras, we'll see the connection soon. The Gemara with, with uh, Persia and Edom getting into that final war. The Gemara says, Reish Lakish Reish Lakish was a great Amora, one of the greatest he and Rabbi were the contemporaries. They were the first of the Moraim. And he was going for a swim in the Jordan River. He lived in the land of Israel. Also, Rabbi Barachana came. He was a Babylonian. He had come, perhaps, to visit the land of Israel. And he gave him a hand. I guess Rish Lakish was trying to get out of the water. He gave him a hand to come out. Amar said, I swear, by God, I swear, I hate you. Tichsev, why did he hate him? Why did he say this? The Pasuk says, it refers to the Beis HaMikdash in two different ways. It's possible for the Beis HaMikdash, the Temple, to be a place that's built with silver. And silver doesn't rot. Silver is something which lasts for a long time. Or it's possible for the Beis HaMikdash to be built, the Temple to be built out of Erez, out of cedar wood, and cedar wood can rot. If you Babylonians, in the times of Nehemiah and Ezra, if you would have come when the temple was being rebuilt, if you would have all returned, instead of only 42,000 Jews returning, instead all of the Babylonian Jew, Jew, uh, Jewry, if you all would have come back, so then the Beis HaMikdash would have been like Kesef; It wouldn't have been destroyed. If you all would have returned, so then, the Hashra Sashkina, there would have been a, uh, the Divine Presence would have rested upon the Beis HaMikdash, on the Temple, and it wouldn't have been destroyed. boy. Nothing can rot. Silver doesn't rot. Achshav she'alisim But instead you came back like the doors. What does it mean the doors? We have an entrance to a house, so there are doors, there are two doors, uh, a great, gate into a home, there are two doors, and you came in like the doors, you only came in part of you, we only opened one door, what's the result, the result is that you didn't come back at the time, if all of the Babylonians would have come back, when those 42,000 Jews came with Ezra and Nehemiah, if everyone would have returned, if all the Jews would have returned, then the Shechina, the Divine Presence, would have returned to the land of Israel. There's this general principle that when, indeed, most of the Jewish people is in the land of Israel, and we're, we're getting close to that, that point in time, when most, when we have arrived in the land of Israel, so then prophecy can return. The Divine Presence returns to the land of Israel when most of the Jews have returned to Israel. So Rishlachish uh, says to Rabbi Barbachan, if you, the Babylonians, would have come back the, the Beis HaMikdash would never have been destroyed. We wouldn't have lost the Temple. So there, it's a very interesting thing. It's, it's something to, certainly to think about on B'av, You know, It's very hard to connect on Tishabav to the loss of the Beis HaMikdash. But can we think about the fact, are we noticing the? the we don't have, we have so much and we have, we're missing so much. We have so much and we're missing so much. Do we recognize that maybe we might be culpable Maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's our place right now to return. And of course it's important to understand that, that there's, a, there's a process. There's a Meshach ben Yosef process and then there's a David process. But who, who, do we, who what's our sheifa? What's our desire? Do we want to be from those who recognize the process is going on and ignore it? Or do we want to be part of those people who recognize that we can actually bring about the reconstruction of the Beis HaMikdash, the Beis HaMikdash coming down, the Hashemah the Divine Presence returned to the land of Israel. Rish Lakish says to Rabbi Baruchana, you guys, it's up to you. It was up to you to return. We could have prevented the destruction of the second, second temple. And certainly today, as we see the growth of Klaal Israel in Eretz Yisrael and the return of so many Jews, it's so important for us to recognize and to think about it on Tishabav. Do I have a she'ifa? Do I have an aspiration? To have a real revelation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world, to have a real connection to a Beis Hamikdash, to a place where we can all be connected to Hashem, connected to God—is that my aspiration? What am I hoping for? What do I? What do I want? What do I want in life? What's my life about? Is it hard to live in Eretz Yisrael? I'm not. I'm not convinced. Is it harder than Chutzlars? I'm not convinced. You know, we have healthcare. We have the schools are extreme. The tuition is very low. There's so many perks to living in Eretz Yisrael. Give out so many people are connected to, Eretz, to, to Hakadosh Baruch who Even the people who are not from are, are connected. There's a connection here that you can't, you don't get anywhere else. What's our she'ifa? What's our desire? Do we want Mashiach? Do we want it? Or, or it's like, oh my gosh, if Mashiach comes, I'm gonna have to leave my business, my family. Uh, you know what? Where? Where? What's our she'ifa? What's our aspiration? That's what Rish was telling him. But I want to share with you, don't worry. Don't worry. I want to share with you what Rabbi Yechanan said to him because it's also important. Kiyasalakameh de <inaudible> Rabbi Yechanan, Ishlakish came in front of Rabbi Yechanan, his compatriot, his, his, uh, one of the, one of the, his, the one who he constantly fought with, so to speak, with the one who was Makariv, him, the one who, they were contemporaries. Amr Leh, Lav Ha'inu Taima, Rabbi Yechanan says to him, you know, it's not true you think that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because they didn't come back? It's not true. Even if they would have all come back in the times of Ezra, the Beis HaMikdash, the the HaShechina, we wouldn't have had the Divine Presence resting upon the Temple, excuse me. Even if they all would have come. Do you know why? And this is a foundation. You got to hear this because this is unbelievable, and this is so important to understand the two stages in the Mashiach process, and why we don't want Trump to help us build the base Hamikdash. We don't want even Netanyahu to build the base Hamikdash. Even somebody who represents perhaps the Mashiach and Yosef process, we don't want him to, to build the base Hamikdash. We want David to build the base Hamikdash. Why? So hear this. <laughs> it was still, there wouldn't have been a Divine Presence resting on the Second Temple, Shem. The Torah says that in regards to Yefes, the three sons of Noah, Shem, Cham, and Yophes, so the Jewish people come from Shem. That's why we're called Semites. Those who hate the Jews are called anti-Semites. We come from Shem. But there were also two other brothers. There was Cham, the Egyptians came from Cham, the Kush people came from Cham, and there was Yefes. Yefes is the grandfather, the great great grandfather of the Persians, of the Germans, and other nations. The Gemara goes through these nations. As the Torah says, There's a certain beauty that's that's Shaykh, that has to do with Yefes. But the Yishkoin Vale Shame, the posik says, that Hashem's presence dwells in the tents of Shame. Klali sir, when we build the Beis HaMikdash, when Shlomo Hamelch builds the Beis HaMikdash, then there's a Hashres HaShchina. Then God's Divine Presence rests upon the Temple. But, says the Gemara, that blessing is only for those who come from shame, only for the Jewish people who are the true heirs of shame. Those who are the heirs of Yafes. Beauty, yes. The Persians have beauty. The Germans have beauty. They have an amazing beauty that's, that perhaps why the, 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 Persians call themselves Iran because they think of themselves as the Aryan race, the beautiful race, the Germans, blue eyes and, and, uh, you know, yellow hair. They call themselves this Aryan race because they come from Yafes. They come from great beauty, but they don't have Ashwa Sashkina. They don't have the awesome presence of God that they're missing. Since the Gemara, so since the Persians were the one, the Parsoi were the ones who built gave permission was done under their aegis as we said to build the second big Hamikdash you couldn't have Ashura Sashkina there we couldn't have the Divine Presence resting upon the Temple you know the Gemara says how could it be and this is my own thought perhaps how could it be that Binuya B'ad how could it be the Persians will be destroyed by the, by the West by the people of Edom. The people of Edom destroyed the second base of The Persians, they built the base of They built the second base of How could it be the Persians will be destroyed? The Gemara says, We don't understand it. It's a decree from heaven. But I was thinking perhaps it could be that you know why they're not given such great credit, the Persians, for helping build the base of Because, Because in, intrinsic to them building the second base of if Klal Yisrael would have all returned, perhaps, and this is my own thought, this is not what the Gemara says, if all of the Jews would have returned from Bavel, as Reish Lakish says to Rabbi Baruchan, if you all would have returned, so then what would have happened? There would have been Ashraf Sashkinah. We wouldn't have needed the permission of the Persians to build that second Beis Hamikdash, and the Beis Hamikdash would never have been destroyed. Now that the Persians gave their permission, it was done with their permission, what was the result? The result was... The base Hamigdash was destroyed. We don't give the Persians such a great koyach for having built the second base Hamigdash. No. It was already destroyed before we started. The, the Romans just finished off what the Persians started. The Edda, the West is gonna finish off what the Persians started. They're gonna destroy Persia. They're gonna destroy what Persia represents, which is a base Hamigdash being built under the ages and under the permission of the Umasailam. In 1948, you know, you know how Ben Gurion was able to say to Lakim et haMedina to make the state stand up, so to speak. He got permission from marry Truman. Netanyahu is only going to come in and, and annex or uh on the, on the west bank on Yudava Shamron. Why? How is he going to do it? Because Trump gives his permission. That's not what we want. That's not what we want at all. That's, a, that's, not, a, that's not where the Hashawah Sashkina is going to come from. You know what it comes from? It comes from a 1967. When we go to war against the Arabs, against their will, against the will of the Americans, against the will of the Ummah Sa'olam, and against our will, we receive all of Yehudah Shamron. We receive all of the Sinai Desert. We receive the Golan Heights. We don't need anyone's permission. We don't want anyone's permission. We couldn't get Yerushalayim in 1948. Do you know why? Because it can't be that we get it with the permission of the Ummah Se'olam, Yerushalayim, the heart of You Yisrael, Yerushalayim, where the Beis English is going to be, Yerushalayim, that, the place of the Hashuras, Hashkina, the Divine Presence, the, the and Aravi, that place where the Shekina never left. We can't get it from the Ummah Se'olam. We can't get it with the permission of, of, the, of the nations of the world. We have to get it because Hashem openly, miraculously hands it to us. 1967 was a, a Mashiach bin David year. 1948, exactly 19 years before, was a Mashiach bin Yosef year. And here we are. Here we are, 52 years later. And I believe, as I've mentioned previously, that we are in a, an amazing time. And we're, we're switching over from the, the end of the Mashiach bin Yosef process to the Mashiach bin David process, but understand something. We can't. It's not going to be. It's not going to be that Trump is going to give us the the Beis Hamikdash. He's not going to build Jerusalem. He's not going to build the the Holy Temple. He's not going to give us our as It's only going to happen because Klal Yisrael returns because Mashiach ben David brings us back. Mashiach ben David rules over us, and we get back the Harabais. We get back the Holy Temple Mount. We get back that place where the Temple is going to be. The the Beis is going to be. But but hear this hear this it's so important to understand how do we get it back how do we get back there how does Mashiach bin David come it comes because this is where Rishlakish, and this is the between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yechen and says you know even if we all would have come back it wouldn't have mattered it wouldn't have mattered we still wouldn't have had the Ashraf HaShchina Rish Lakish says no Rishlakish argues and he says no if we would have all come back we would have had the Ashraf HaShchina. it's dependent of course the Mashiach bin David has to do it also, but it also how much do we want it? That's that's really what I want to bring out. How much do we want it? And I want to check how long we've been going here. We've been going here for now approximately 19 minutes. It's so important. It's so important for us to want. It's so important for us to want. It's so important for us to want. I want to tell you a story, and I mentioned this I believe recently, but now I saw it inside of a safer there was a, a Jew named Yoshua Wolf. He was a Baba Verchassid. And while he was in Auschwitz, so he felt the whole time that Mashiach was coming. He knew Mashiach was coming. He knew Mashiach was coming. He held on, he held on, he held on. That's how he was able to survive the war. When the American army walks into Auschwitz, and they're the ones who take him out, and it's not Mashiach. It's not Mashiach redeeming him. He couldn't. He couldn't bear it. He couldn't bear it. This is... This much he couldn't. He couldn't. He broke down the first time during the whole war that he broke down crying. As I've said a word, and I want to say it again. You know, Yosef Atzadik. At Joseph. He was in the jail. He was in the jail for ten years, and he sees these guys. These two guys. They come to him with his dreams, and he interprets them. and He's he sees these are these are my ticket out. These guys are my ticket out. The Saramashkim, This is how I'm going to get out of here. This guy speaks. He sees power every single day. Please tell him. I beg you, tell him that I've, I'm here unjustly, I don't belong here. Tell him to let me out. He thinks he's going to get out with the, with the pathetic, the Rahmans card, the mer- have mercy on me card. Two years later, takes two years, two years later, he gets out, not because he's, a, he's pathetic, not because he doesn't belong in jail and he was accused falsely, etc., etc. He gets out because of his Mila. He gets out because he's the man. Because he can interpret the dreams he thought, how am I going to get out of this jail I'm going to get out of here because someone will have Rahmanis on me they'll take me out no, that's not how he gets out he gets out because he's the man he's the one who's going to interpret the dreams he's the one who's going to be second to Paro he's not a wimp he's not a loser you know, we think that this guy Trump's going to save us Netanyahu's going to save us this is wimpish this is wimpish. This is not how we're going to get out. We're not going to get out of. We're not going to get out of this gullus out of this exile because somebody's going to save us. Somebody's going to help us. Somebody's going to. Someone's going to be our redeemer. There's only been one redeemer. His name is Mashiach. And he's the one who's going to build a base Hamigdosh for us. And he's the one who's going to going to be Hashem's shliach, Hashem's messenger, to give us all of our Yisrael, not just the small piece of land that we have. Even if we include Yehuda of Shamron, Eretz Yisrael is much larger. It's also the other side of the Jordan River. It also extends up to the north, down to the south, every direction. of Ufarasta, Yamavakedma the vanegeba. Right, we're going to. It's going to be an expansion, an awesome expansion. But expansion happens. Mosheh ben David, Mosheh ben Yosef is limited to the physical, limited to teva, to to nature. Sheikh bin David expands. It's the miraculous. It's the Ashras Ashchina. It's the moment we've all been waiting for, and it's not going to happen with the permission of the Umais. If it's built with the permission of the nations of the world, then it gets, it's, it's not permanent. It gets destroyed. That's what happened with the second base of Megiddo. tells us, let's let's have a a chuka. A let's have a desire. If I can't live in Eretz Israel, but at least let me wish I could live in Eretz Israel. I wish I could live in Eretz Israel. I wish I could live in Eretz I wish I had a base on I wish. Ah, the, this 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 survivor in Auschwitz was wishing every day. He survived because he was wishing for Mashiach. It's not easy to want that, to want Mashiach. Everything's okay. I believe that part of what's going on in the whole world right now is Hashem is saying all those things that you're comfortable with. All the reasons that you said, oh, I can't come there to Israel because, oh, I don't have, I'm not going to have a parnasa. How am I going to, how am I going to, health, you know, how am uh, I going to survive there, family? Hashem is saying, hey, everything that you think is so Pashid here, it's not it anywhere. It's not Pashid. Nothing is Take don't take anything for granted. All the excuses are falling away. All the excuses are falling away. At least want it. I need to at least want it. I want Eretz Yisrael, I want Beis HaMikdash, I want Hashra Sashkina. I don't want the American soldier to be the one who's going to save me, who's going to take me out of my gullus. That's the biggest Chorban. Americans aren't going to save me. Only Mashiach, only Mashiach ben David, is going to build that Beis HaMikdash. Because he's the one who is going to be nothing. less He has nothing of his own all he's there to do is to show us how to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how to connect to God And where are we on time okay 24 and a half minutes this this is the aside. this is what Ishlakish. is telling us he's telling us hey come back you want Shekhinah you want something that's forever you want a Beis HaMikdash that's forever come to Eretz Yisrael come to Beis HaMikdash come to Yerushalayim Come into the arms of God. He's waiting for you here. There's no other place to be. This is the time. We've been waiting for 2,000 years for this time. 2,000 years for this time. And we're going to live to see the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. But it's going to be Hakadish has to why does Persia and Edom, whoever destroys who? The Iran Iranians destroy the West, the West destroys Iran. Why is what does it have to be this big war for? I believe the word is also Hashem is saying, you know why the Pers the ones who built it have to be destroyed? Dafka the ones who built it. So you don't think that they're the ones who are gonna help you? The Americans are not gonna help you. Even if you get rid of the Persian leadership, they're not gonna help you. No one's going to help you. Only me, says Hashem. You want Beis HaMegdash? You want connection? You want a Baruch Hu? There's only one way. It's only this way. It's only not leaning on this one. Not leaning on the Americans, not leaning on the Persians, not leaning on the Europeans, not leaning on anybody, not leaning on a, a, a secular government. It's only leaning on Hashem. And that's what Tishabov is about. And that's what Mashiach is about. Tisha B'av is about, we didn't lean on Hashem. We lost our connection to HaKadosh Baruch We lost the Beis HaMikdash. We lost that place of connection. We lost that real connection. That real connection to HaKadosh Baruch We lost it. It, it was gone. And we lost it inside of ourselves. Hashem said, oh, what, do you have an outer trapping of it? A of HaMikdash? You guys are, it's, it's not real. That's what it's been about for the last 2,000 years. Is it real? The Christians are going to come and they're going to try to force us to become, to become one of them. No, I don't want that. I want the real thing. The Muslims are going to come and try to force us to that. No, I want the real thing. The, the, the enlightened ones are going to come and give us all the isms. And we're going to say, no, I want the real thing. I just want the real thing. I just want God. just want The way He presented it to us at our Sinai 3,300 years ago. That's what I want. That's all there is. That's what Tisha B'av is about. That's what Mashiach is about. It's just getting back to the real thing. Thank you so much for listening. I bless you and I ask you to bless me that this Tisha B'av should be the last Tisha B'av and we should be dancing together. In Yerushalayim. Amen.